Hey, my friends, welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast. Josh here. How the heck are you guys? Hope you're doing awesome. It's super, super nice in Michigan, and it's about halfway over with the year. In just a few short days, we will be officially 50% done with 2018. How are you doing? Are you on pace? Are you off pace? Are you ahead of pace? Do you even know? Hopefully you know. If you don't, you got to figure it out. You got to remember that everything that's measured will improve. But a lot of you guys don't measure anything. A different segment measure the wrong things or too many things. Uh, and so we can get confused. So I think halfway through the year is a really good spot to recalibrate our goals and to try to figure out what do we have to do to get back on pace. So a good place to start is with Revenue Buddy. It's a free tool for now uh, that we developed with Send Gym. It's completely free. Like there's no weird strings attached. Just go to revenuebuddy.com. If you have a home service company, you can plug in your historical revenue numbers and it will figure out what I call your natural buying cycle or your revenue curve. And it, what it does is it helps you identify the natural ebbs and flows for your market, right? And then you can start setting goals with it. And it will actually email you every Monday and tell you, hey, here's your weekly revenue buddy report. And you need to get this many new customers this week through proactive marketing to stay on pace to hit your goals, stuff like that. It's really, really cool. These are all things that you can do by hand, of course, and I did for years. This is just a, just an easier way to do it. It's pretty cool. Uh, and I've gotten great feedback from it from you guys, so I'm glad that everybody's liking it. We've had several thousand people start using it, which is awesome. It's super, super awesome. Uh, but I got a call today from a Send Gym customer asking a question about marketing because they sent out a bunch of postcards and didn't get any calls on them, which is always like, I hate those calls. <laughs> it's like, nah, no, right? Because, you know, we create the software, so I feel like I want everybody to get a perfect result every single time, of course, but it doesn't always work like that. And this is true with any marketing. So thought I, what I thought I'd do today is just go over some of the basic things that you have to... Um, consider with all marketing campaigns. And before I even get into that, I heard a quote today listening to a podcast that says, marketing isn't everything. It's the only thing. And many people that listen to this show have either, you know, a good stat status in the community or they're a really nice person. They're known, their trucks are out and about. And so you, you're growing your company just through organic, you know, methods, which is not bad. That's awesome. Good for you. That's amazing. But at some point, when you hit a certain threshold, the growth is going to stop. And depending on what kind of service you have and how charismatic you are and how many people you know, the level it, that, that it stops at is totally different for everybody. And what you're left with is a business that's stuck. And so one way or another, if you want to have an automated business that actually can run without you, it does have to be a certain size. It doesn't have to be a multi-million dollar beast for you to make a really good living and have it be automated, but it has to be big enough to support you without you working in the business, a layer of leaders underneath you, department heads, whatever, you know, you got your sales, your service, your operations, your office people, uh, and then it has to have your technicians, right? So you're gonna need systems and stuff, but you can have like a $500,000 business that kicks you off great personal income that supports something like that. It won't be perfect, you have to pay attention to it more, um, but somewhere between a half a million to a million could be a really, really nice family business that can be low touch if you really understand who your customer is and you can figure out how to get new customers on demand and things like that. But a lot of companies get stuck in that $250,000 to like $400,000 range forever, forever. And it really catches people off guard because 
they'll be growing like a like a weed for a while and then it's like boom now what right and there's lots of reasons why this happens but the big one is is that you're losing the same amount of new customers each month that you're getting in new customers or I'm sorry you're losing the same amount of old customers that you're getting with new customers people die people move you didn't follow up with them they went with someone else whatever or maybe your service isn't like a repeat twice a year it's a once every three or four years you're going to hit some sort of threshold and you're going to have to figure out marketing for real like paid marketing which can be really scary and even with send gym you know we're a seven-figure business now and we still haven't really figured out for us yet we haven't struck the gold vein with paid marketing and that's really what's hold, held back my company from growing this year because all of the sales and everything that send gym has done has come through me one way or the other either this podcast or me speaking, or Facebook, or people on my email list. Um, really, you know, all of, all of you guys, you've, you've invested in our stuff, you've bought our stuff, and you've been marketed to through me. But I haven't went out into the cold depths and exposed what we have to the world. Like, no one knows Send Jim exists. And the same thing is true for your company, right? So this phone call I got, he's like, hey, I sent out all these cards. I didn't get a single phone call. And he'd sent out like 600 cards, and it was a three-card sequence, and he targeted these, these areas really well. It was actually a beautiful card. Um, and he said he didn't get any calls. He had a card hit on Monday. The second one hit on Friday. And then today's the following Monday. And he, had, he was like, what the heck? And I was like, what the heck? So I went in. I looked at his stuff for him because he's a friend. And I'm like, huh. And then it, that made me think I should do a podcast. So here are some of the elements with all marketing, including direct mail, that you need to consider. Number one is timing. And that's why I mentioned Revenue Buddy. When you understand the natural curves for your market, which are different everywhere and for different services, different areas of the country, when you understand that, that will tell you with data, not emotion, when you need to spend money marketing. It'll also show you when you should pull back spending money marketing, right? Like you're not going to try to sell a bunch of turkeys if you're a turkey farm <laughs> in June when you know everybody buys turkeys for Thanksgiving, right? Well, people buy carpet cleaning certain times of the year or they buy uh, lawn care and fertilization certain times of the year and window cleaning and house washing and roof cleaning and they build decks certain times of the year and they do additions in their basement certain times of the year. And you can figure that out based on previous buying cycles. And if your business is young, it won't be perfect, but it's better than nothing. And we got to start, you know, using that data somehow and making some intelligent guesses. But timing is huge. And most people market backwards. So they start spending money when they're panicking, when people aren't buying, rather than have having planned ahead for that to happen in the first place, right? And I've talked many times on the podcast about how you can not perfectly fix uh, a, like a slow month, but you can circumvent it and make it a speed bump instead of a cliff by being proactive up front, by messing with your pricing, with supply and demand pricing through the busy season, and then scheduling people out in advance for a discount, stuff like that. There's all kinds of really clever things you can do with your schedule in the midst of the busy season to level off that coming month that's going to be really slow. You can offer people deep discounts to schedule in the slow months, but you're only doing that because you're inflating your price during the really busy months so that you're maximizing your margin. So that's just a helpful tip, but timing is huge. Most little companies do it backwards. The second thing is targeting. Who are, who are we sending these to? And a good way to figure out who you should target is to do what's called reverse geocoding. This is actually a super, if you're a visual learner like me, Reverse geocoding is a huge thing. You actually, I think there, I don't know if it's totally free. There's some services that are free. Actually, inside of Send Gym, you can actually kind of do this. You can upload your customer list 
and then we'll show you a map with pins on the map of where all of your customers are located, which is super awesome. So for all you SendGem users, you can go to the My Addresses screen, and then there's a map view you can click, and you can check that out. Um, so you can do that, or you can just Google, you know, reverse geocoding, pay a couple bucks, upload your list, and it will show you the, the little pins of where all of your customers are. And what you want to look for is different concentrations of them. Po I call them pockets and clusters. You want to find where people are congregated. And you want to start identifying like patterns, right? So if you have lots of $800 roof cleanings in this one area, this one zip code, but you're not having any over here, that's useful information, right? Um, if you have a different service that's popular somewhere else, or if you have a, different, a certain neighborhood that has a lot of low tickets, that's really good information. So you understand what messaging to use and, and what to say to these people and what offer to make them. So targeting is huge. You want to make sure you're targeting owners, not renters, for example, or whatever the case is for your perfect customer. That is a big deal. And people, you know, you'd think that they know this stuff. And even smart people that do know this stuff, they just gloss over it. Because when there's money in the bank, they'll just pull the trigger, spend a few thousand dollars, and just they basically hope that it works. And then they get discouraged when it doesn't. So you have timing, then you have targeting, then you have your design. And your design needs to be simple and clean and elegant. And it doesn't have to be complicated. Like the biggest mistake people make with design is they do way too much or they put their logo on it really big. You know, one of the funny things about Send Gym is our customers have made it very clear. Like they demand to have a way to put their logo on the stuff, right? And so we're going to be building some easier ways to make that easy because you can do it right now, but you have to upload a card. And people hate that so much. And one of the reasons I wasn't worried about it when we developed the software is because it's just not that important. <laughs> people hate that and they get mad at me and they're like, you know, like I have to have my brand, right? Nobody, nobody really cares about your little brand. Really. It, it is important. Branding is important. The professionalism is important, but postcards are direct response marketing. You're trying to elicit a phone call and that's it. And then after you get them on the phone, that's when that customer life cycle begins and you start to blow their mind with your brand and all that stuff. But it's kind of similar just to do a rabbit trail to an email people like would you put do you have to put your company name in the subject line of every email you send out like would that make sense no because there's one function of the subject line of an email only one there's one function that's it if it doesn't meet its function it is useless it ruins everything the subject line in an email is designed to get people to open the email there's two pieces to an email the subject line and then the body so subject line has one function. And when you create an email to email your clients or to do cold email targeting to like realtors or property managers, you can't just put, you know, hey, I'd like to meet you. Like you got to spend time. Like you have to think about it, right? Because the whole thing breaks if that first thing isn't optimized. So with postcards, all they are is a phone call generator. And with a lot of ads, that's all it is on the first step, right? So your design is to be clean and simple. Tim Fields has been on this. I don't know if he's been on the podcast, but he's online a lot. And he sells yard signs, which can be really effective. They're pretty inexpensive. And what's funny is people argue with him all, all day long on yard signs saying, oh, we need this kind of yard sign. No, I want this. I want my logo huge on the yard sign. <laughs> and they just don't work. They just don't work. People put way too much on them. They overcomplicate them. 
and people are driving by in a car and they don't even know what the heck it says and it's over the opportunity is gone right so he sells these yard signs that just says the name of the service and a phone number in humongous font it, it literally says nothing else it says like <laughs> house washing and then a phone number window cleaning and a phone number carpet cleaning and a phone number deck building i don't know whatever you do that's it but it drives people's egos crazy because they think they need to put their logo on it so that's just a practical tip from my experience it's not that brand doesn't matter but people are way too obsessed with it and it really just you and your mom mainly care about your cool logo although there are some cool logos out there i see it which is awesome uh, but i'm not your target customer so anyway so you have timing targeting design then you have copy and so the guy that called me that didn't have good results like that was the first thing i noticed his headline said something like you know we did work for your like your neighbors gave us an a plus or something like that and that kind of hit me at first and i was like ah i don't know like that doesn't i don't think that was as good so we talked about it and stuff and he's like well, what should i do what should i change it to and i'm like i don't know I don't know, but it needs to be a benefit-based statement and, or, or it has to at least be very clear on what service you offer because you only have a few seconds when you're advertising to get someone to engage with the, the asset or the creative. That's what they call it, right? The creative, the, the ad on Facebook or the video or the image or the thing in the back of a luxury magazine that you advertise in or a postcard. All of it's the same. There's a creative. It has to hook them, but it has to be easy to understand quickly so the front of a postcard it's like you got to hook them with the thing kind of like the yard sign like you know the best house washing blah blah blah. i actually don't use the word best that's like really overused but i'm just spitballing here guys giving you some nuggets but you want to have copy that's simple and to the point and then on the back you want to have an offer so your offer has to be good too and people will take postcards or with any type of marketing and they'll put like a paragraph of text that literally nobody cares about you know, family business for 23 years, handed down from Grandpa Pappy and blah, 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 licensed, insured, and bonded, and triple insured, and blah, 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 drug-free, smoke-tested, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, they, they, they just, it's just, it just doesn't work. Don't do that. You have a clear piece of copy in the front saying what you do, and you can have fun with it and make it fun, but it's got to be clear to understand what you're offering. And on the back, you make your actual offer, right? So it's like, put a price, put a thing, if anything, with the direct response marketing, you want to leave details out. You don't want to put too many details. We purposely, with all of our direct mail, did not explain what was included with anything because it made more people call us to ask. And what's really cool about putting a price on stuff is that it has a push-pull effect. It'll pre-qualify people, so it'll push away tire kickers and it'll pull in people that are serious because you've kind of saved them a step in their mind. Um, but the other thing is, is people put too big of a price because they're scared that they're good. It's like some sort of legal contract or something. It's not. A postcard is just a phone call generator. That's its only function on the planet. And that's it. Once you're on the phone, you build a system and a script to handle it, to answer their questions, to give them a full, you know, written estimate or whatever your normal process is. But step one is generating the phone call and getting the engagement. Hopefully your heads aren't going to explode at this. Um, there's actually some more stuff you can use like urgency and scarcity. Uh, your call to action, right? There's a lot of elements, but with all marketing, it's not everything, it's the only thing. And your business will get stuck eventually if you don't figure out how much can I spend to acquire a customer? What is the lifetime value of a relationship? These are not hard things to figure out. And if you spend the time to actually figure them out, you're gonna be one of those rare people 
that does what Brandon Vaughn did, right? That does what I did. That builds a large automated sellable business that runs on autopilot because that's what we did, but we could only do it because we understood certain things. Whatever is measured is improved. You have to measure things. Hopefully that's an encouragement to you to just kind of push reset halfway through the year. Look at your goals. Do you need to adjust them? Are you way behind? How big of a gap do you have? Is it, is it feasible for you to close that gap? And if, if you do want to close the gap, are you going to have to do things differently than you're doing now? Can you do it operating the same way that you've operated the first six months? What radical changes have to happen for you to get out of this mess and to, and to close the gap? I believe in all of you. You can do it. But we have to deal in reality and measure things and look at where we're at and have honest conversations with ourselves. And yeah, that's it. I just want to give you guys an update on a couple things too as I close out the podcast. Number one, we have officially five spots left for the Automate, Grow, Sell experience in Michigan in October at our home. Me and my wife, Ashley, will invite you into our home. There's a little hotel in like, like conference center about 12 minutes north of our home where we do the event, but each day we bring you here and we have so much fun and we're going to break into small mastermind sessions. We're going to get you and your spouse on board with your vision for your business again. And you're going to walk away from this event with a very clear and specific step-by-step roadmap or what we call sprint on what needs to happen when you leave, when you go home to get whatever it is that you want. You're going to get help from really high achieving people. You're going to have You're going to make a whole bunch of new relationships with other hungry entrepreneurs. It's an amazing, amazing thing. There's nothing like it, and it's it's amazing. So uh, we've had 60 spots available. 55 of them are gone, and we still have many months until the event. So if you've been on the fence, you better email my assistant, Jessica, at sendagym.com, and just say, wait, save me a spot. Let's talk about it. If there's some reason you haven't been able to put your deposit down, but it's still feasible for you, uh, then reach out to us, right? There's also a link in the show notes. I just want to thank everybody that did sign up. I promise it's going to be an amazing choice. You're going to be very, very happy with yourself, and you're going to just be able to get away and have a lot of fun. So hopefully you're looking forward to it as much as my wife and I are. Uh, And that's it. I have some great interviews scheduled as well for later this week and next week. And that's it. Have a great rest of your week. Take care. God bless.